Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Somebody to love Alexa, play hits from Queen Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey everybody, it's me, Steve, the guy whose show this is. Thanks for listening again. Sorry I missed a week last week, but uh, I was out of town in San Francisco doing shows with the very funny John Doerr at the Punchline. So if any of you were at those shows, thank you for coming out. You were a terrific audience for almost all of them. I won't say which one. You weren't a terrific audience? No, I'm just kidding. They were all great shows. Thank you for coming out if you were there. Um, really means a lot. John and I had a lot of fun. I did get a little bit sick up there. Maybe it was allergies. I don't know. I've had this congestion and a little bit of a cough for a while now. I saw the doctor today. He's like, I don't think it's bronchitis. I'm not going to give you antibiotics. I think it's allergies. So I don't know what's going on. I have a weird cough and I'm not a cough guy. If you cough often, a coffin will carry you often. I forget who said that. Actually, I think Jay Johnson said it in, um, an episode of the Sarah Silverman program. We've come full circle. Uh, my guest today is uh, my good friend, Angela Trimber, who you may know from uh, more recently, a really amazing meta horror comedy called Final Girls, The Final Girls. Summer camp movie. So funny. Really good. I highly suggest and recommend you uh, check that out. I, I know it's on iTunes. Um, if you can find it on another platform that you prefer, watch it there. But you should definitely watch it. It's really good, and Angela's great in it. Um, you may know her from Workaholics, Californication. She's been on a, a show that I'm recurring on occasionally called The New Girl. And um, she was a great guest. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to warn you, the first 15 or so minutes, we, uh, we really talk a lot about Dookie. We really break down the barriers and we really pull the curtain out and expose everything to do with poop. <laughs> That's weird for me because I'm usually a person who shies away from talking about it. I guess Angela just brings that out in me. <laughs> um, yeah, so look. If you have problems with poop and poop talk, just fast forward a few minutes and then we'll get into uh, uh, more substantial stuff like uh, sperm and urine. No, I'm just kidding. We don't talk about that. We'll save that for another podcast. But Angela is a great guest and um, God, I don't know how long I've known her. Somewhere between five, I don't think 10 years. I don't think I knew her 10 years ago, but it's been a while. She's one of my old friends going back a few years. Anyway, um, and you can find her. Uh, she's Angela Trimber, at Angela Trimber, uh, on all the social media platforms, Instagram, um, Twitter. 
And uh, upcoming shows for me, uh, May 28th, which is a Saturday night, I believe it's the last Saturday night of May. Uh, Brendan Small and I will be doing our show, our monthly show, Baked at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose Avenue. So you've got that to look forward to. Also, um, we will be bringing the same show, Baked, myself and Brendan Small with our house band up to uh, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I believe we're doing two shows sometime in the span of June 1st through June 5th. That's the festival dates. I don't know what exact nights we'll be doing our show, but we will be up there. So if you're in Oregon, uh, please come to the shows. We did them last year and uh, it was so much fun. It's it's a blast. And I love Portland, so I'm looking forward to getting back up there. And uh, Brendan and I will probably also be doing other people's stand-up shows. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out for that. We'll be uh, sending out more updates as time goes on. But that's it. Uh, I'm going to stop rambling right now and get into the podcast with Angela Trimber. Thanks for listening. I'm turning it on now. But um, are you comfortable? Because don't yeah, don't I look comfortable? <laughs> I know it's like a weird, it's like an L-shaped couch. But why don't you sit? No, this is good. Are you sure? Let's get Let the fuck out of my space. <laughs> I have a that, huge though. issue with people in my personal space. <laughs> Do you really? For real? Yeah, like if I'm in line, and this always happens to me, if I'm in line at like Starbucks or something, I'm always the guy who the person right behind me is literally like four inches away from me. <laughs> but you're so tall. How can you even, their heads are probably not even like, they're not like breathing down your neck. And I always do a they thing, like it bothers me when someone's standing like four inches away from me. And there's plenty of room, so I always like do this shit where I'm like reaching for my wallet and I fucking elbow them. And it's not hard, but just to let them know, hey, you're standing fucking too close. Dang, I I would just shift, you know, you just create your own space by or just turn and <laughs> cough in their face. That's I was at Starbucks the other day and there was a guy in front of me and it was the exact opposite. He had like. 15 feet of space between him and the person in front of him. And it was making me, oh, maybe I'm like OCD, that. but it was making me fucking insane. But you know, that as soon as he goes, you know, it's not. Eat that mic. You know, as soon as he, uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, as soon as he gets his order, then, you know, there's no one can cut and use that space. It just pissed you off. Oh, it drives it, and there's nobody else even in the store, so I don't know why it was bothering me. <laughs> I wanted to push him. That, and then I was the one who started standing really close to maybe be like, oh, if I stand like four inches away from him, he's gonna move. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. Are you a hugger? Do you like hugs? Yeah, love it. Yeah, oh, okay. It's just strangers. Strangers. Yeah. Okay. Or even people I know. Like, right. if you're gonna hug me, hug me, but don't stand then there. Just stand linger. like. Right. <laughs> There was a sketch, I don't know if you saw it on Saturday Night Live, where um, Will Forte, and he used to do this at Groundlings when we were there back in the 90s, and then he did it on SNL as like, it was a Lonely Island video, you know, like a short film, uh-huh. where he's in like a train station or something, and he's walking, and he walks right past Steve Martin, and then he, he does a double take as they walk by, and he's like, Dave? 
Steve Martin start stops, and then it's a, like a wide shot, and they're both on opposite edges of the frame, really far apart. And he's like, "It's Tim," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my God, Tim! I haven't seen you since high school." And then they walk right up to each other and are immediately <laughs> like their noses are almost touching, and they have a whole conversation. Just, <laughs> how have you been? Oh, I've been pretty good. Like n- noses touching. And never say anything. <laughs> I haven't seen that. He's the funniest fucking person in the world. Yeah. yeah he, he used is. to do that at the Groundlings, too. He also did a thing. He would the, do that in real life as a... No, he would do it oh, on stage as a sketch. Oh, oh, I see. But he would also do this. He also had a really funny sketch where he's giving a eulogy. And it's just the most inappropriate... <laughs> talking about fucking like the whole eulogy he's like but he's so soft spoken and mike mike loved to fuck and it's just so fucking creepy have you ever have you ever given a speech Uh, no yeah have you um i sung i have like like um one, you know, you have some regrets and like one of my biggest regrets is my grandmother. We call her nanny. She, she was dying of cancer and I don't know why I didn't. I was young, you know, I was, I think I was 17, 18. Um, but she asked me to sing for her. She's like, just sing. I was like, I'll, I'll do it another before time. Before she died. Well, obviously it wasn't like on died. her deathbed, but it was. I didn't know when she was going to, and I just kept oh. saying, no, I didn't want to. And, you know, I, I, maybe in my head it would have made it too real or something, but then, yeah. you know, five days later she passes. So I sung at her funeral. Just Did you cry of, when you were singing? Oh God. Oh yeah. my God. I can't <laughs> even imagine when my dad died last year, I was just praying that nobody would ask me to speak. Oh, right, right, like, right. Cause you would have had to. Have I wouldn't have made it through it. And like, thank God nobody did. Like my cousin gave the eulogy, but like, I was just like, Oh, please don't. Because, you know, I do stand up and I'm used to right. speaking in front yeah. of people. I was just praying that they weren't like, Steve, why don't you do it? You talk mm-hmm. in front of people. Yeah. I couldn't, I could never do that kind of stuff. Right. Do you, do you kind of talk to him now? No. You can. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I mean, you can tell me if you do. If no, no, I don't. I don't, uh, I'm not into that, like, whole, like, spirit or right. ghost. I, I don't I know. I know, I know, I know. And, and there, there's a lot of people who've been like, have you felt him since? Like, right. I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. I think about him a lot, but I don't, like, I'll be driving. And it's getting less and less, but like I'll be driving and just something will make me think of it and I'll just start crying. Like just start bawling. And it's always in my car. I'm never like at home doing something. For some reason it's in my car. And maybe that's like the sense memory of, uh, you know, the, the four or five months where he was in the hospital. I was just, and it was only, you know, I grew up an hour away from here. So it was, Always driving. I, I was just driving all the time, back and forth, back and forth. So maybe that's. And what what will happen that will trigger it? Just you don't even. I don't even know. Right. I'll just not like a song or. No, did you say swung. A song. <laughs> Barbara Streisand, <laughs> not a song. No, it, it's just literally just. Hmm. I don't know. I'll just all of a sudden think of him, and just start crying. Mm-hmm. Um. And were you really close? 
yeah, I mean, I had a weird, I was, I'm close to my family, but it, it wasn't like a, an affectionate family where we weren't always like, love you, love you, love you, love you, and hugs all the time, mm. but we were close. Now we all are, like, since then. ever since he got sick, like, mm. it's just every sentence, every phone call, every time I see her, it's, I love you, mm. you know, um, that feels good, right? Oh, yeah. 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 It's nice to be loved. I know. I know. <laughs> Do you want to have kids? I don't know. With the right person, maybe. Right. I don't think about it. Yeah, like, I'm not like, I need kids. When you see a little kid, you're and, not like... And I know I can have kids until I'm like 90. Like, right, right, some right. dude, but... Right. I don't plan on it, but if I met a girl who's like, I want to have kids, and I was really into her, I'd be like... If you met a girl, then she already had a kid or something, too. Yeah, I've dated girls, and I've dated girls with kids. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> if any of those people are listening, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Get out of my space, child. <laughs> Oh my God. I want, I do want one. I do. One? I feel one. I just want, I do want one of them. I, I, I I think I've talked about this before, but I'm not sure. I honestly, part of the reason I don't want them is because of poop. (laughs) I hate poop so much. (laughs) And the more stories I hear from my friends who have kids. I mean, it is the worst part. It is the worst part. Yeah. I can deal with crying. I can deal with nagging. I can deal with poop. I know. Like my friend Scott was just, and I think I've mentioned this before. My friend Scott was like, we're supposed to go do something. And he was like, I can't. Uh, I was giving my daughter a bath and she took a shit in the tub. Oh. And I had never even thought. I didn't think that was possible. Exactly, Angela. I had is never. I, apparently, because everyone I've talked to since with like, kids yeah. have been like, yeah, my kid is shot in the pool. I mean, in the, in the tub. And I'm just like, I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Because then you have to drain the tub right. and give them a whole other bath and uh-huh. clean shit out of a bathtub. That's the worst. That happened in a Louis episode with like an older. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so nasty. I feel like with babies and diapers, I mean, not the tub thing, but it becomes so second nature. You don't even think about it. You're just like, you figure it out. You get to be, go so good. You're like a two wipe. Two. <laughs> I don't think I would get used to it because I'm 47 and I'm not used to myself doing it. <laughs> no, it, it is a tough. That's the worst part of life for sure. <laughs> <laughs> The worst part of life. I agree. I just did. The Sklar brothers are doing a documentary about poop. What? Yeah. I don't know why. They just thought. I think it's a funny idea. They're just interviewing all these comedians about poop. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. I can talk about it because I just gave my own opinions on it. But I was just like, yeah, if a genie came up to me, came up to me. (laughs) If I found a lamp and rubbed it and a genie came out and was like, you get one wish. You would be pooping. I never want to have to poop. That's really good. And I, I would cover all the bases. Like, I don't want him to trick me and be like, my body would start expanding <laughs> because the shit would be building up until I died. I can't believe that's the thing you would pick, though. Oh. You really No more war really comes in second. <laughs> 
I mean, you wouldn't want like. No, does, I wouldn't want a hundred more wishes. <laughs> I would just be like, look, if you can make it so I don't have to poop anymore, we're even. Did you say that in the thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's really good. It's the. <sighs> you know, if you're eating the right amount. Okay, I mean, we could keep talking about this, but if, you know, if you're eating the right amount, you, you're supposed to wipe and nothing's there. If you're nothing's eating the correct there. amount of food or healthy kind of food. My only nightmare saying. about uh, is also girls talking about it. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. No, we but, can stop. I mean. No, but I. <sighs> but it is, it's a very normal thing, you know. Everybody poops. I, I just did a show, uh, six shows up in San Francisco with John Doerr. And somebody came to one of the shows and gave him a, I don't know why, I don't know if it was inside joke between the two of them, but someone gave them a joke, a book called Everybody Poops. Yeah. Or no, it's called What Your Poop Is Telling You. Oh yeah, that's another. And so that's it's it. just a whole thing about, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, if you have photo runny poop, it means this. If you have floating poops, it means it. <laughs> right. Well, you should see, I'm sure if it's a clean wipe, what it means is healthy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You're covering your eyes right now. <laughs> I wish I could cover my whole life. I don't know when it became an issue for me too, because I didn't care when I was younger. In fact, when I I got sent to military school, you know, when I was like mm-hmm. sixteen. So through sixteen for a t- couple years. And- yeah, for two years. I was a horrible kid. I got kicked out of high school, and so my parents sent me to military school outside of Philly. Sick. In Wayne, Pennsylvania. Aren't you from? I'm from outside. Yeah, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. What's that near? It's like Northeast Philly, uh, Langhorne, Pendel. Uh, I worked five minutes from Trenton, so it's kind of. Okay. Yeah. So I that's I spent two years out there, and um. Oh. I remember the first day I, I got dropped off at military school and I, I got sent there like two. You were upset about having to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was weird because I had left one school because I was having problems alcohol related and mm-hmm. I knew I was you were just ge- coming to school drunk and I knew, yeah, I knew I was going to get kicked out of school or in trouble suspended. And sure enough, as soon as I left that school and I left it halfway through the year to go to another school, as soon as I left, like a bunch of my drinking friends all got busted, had to go to like rehab, not rehab, but like alcohol related, you know, oh. therapy shit. And, uh, so I dodged that bullet. And then I went to another school where I ended up getting kicked out. And so, uh, and then my, the whole summer after that happened, my, no one talked about school. And it started getting towards the end of what summer. Mean, no one talked like about no it. one was like, well, you got kicked out of school. Um, oh, no one let's talk it. about options for next year. Oh. Like that was never coming up. Huh. And I was just like, Oh, that's weird. And I was enjoying my summer. And then all my friends started registering for school. And I, finally I brought it up to my parents. I was like, uh, so where am I going to school next year? You know, and there's a public school right by your house. I'm like, am I going to? Just go to Polly. Different was because you were kicked out of public school, so you just wouldn't. A private school. Oh, a private school. Yeah, and so I was like, "What's gonna happen?" I was the one that brought it up, which is weird. And then my mom was like, "Um, "Your dad and I have given it a lot of thought, but and uh, 
we're going to send you to military school. And I fucking lost my shit. I'm like running, walking around the house, like yelling, going, are you out of your fucking mind? No fucking way am I going to military? Like losing my shit. And finally my mom calms me down, calms me down. She's like, look, you just try it. We'll see what happens. If it's not working out, you can come back, which was a total lie, by the way. <laughs> um, and so I calm down. Mm. I go, okay, when do I leave? And she goes, next Monday. Like literally so she like, already had it oh, they oh. knew they had it all planned out. I was just nervous to tell you. They were just waiting. And, uh, and then I or lose my nervous, shit again. And it's like four days later, I'm on a plane to Pennsylvania. Wow. And, uh, oh yeah, I know where I'm going with this. I walk in my first day there and into the bathroom and I notice that the entire bathroom is just lined with toilets with no stalls, no stalls, nothing, <sighs> just rows of toilet along wow. the wall. And I was like, it's like, I, I don't know how I'm going to fucking survive this. Cause, but you did. So you had Well, to- I would go to the ba- I would hold it and go to the bathroom at like two in the morning. Just like out of embarrassment. I was like, oh, who can no. shit next sit literally right next to another human and just have those smells and sounds and like be okay with that? Yeah. And so I would go in the middle of the night or I'd go at school, up at school in the bathrooms where they had stalls, and then uh by the end of the year, didn't even give a shit. Like they break you down so much at military school. Like, yeah, I'm surprised you still think care about it. I do too. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like I they broke me down to the point where I could just walk into that bathroom. There could be ten guys sitting on toilets and one open right in the middle. I'd just walk up, take a dump, <laughs> ask the other guy, "Hey, can you I borrow some toilet paper?" Like it was crazy. <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> I feel like when I need toilet paper from a a girl in another stall, it's like a very. I feel like they're always nice nice moments of like, hey stranger, like could you help a girl out? And the girl's like, yeah, girl, I got you. (laughs) And they're like, and then you see the little poof come from underneath, and you're like, aw, thank you. What if you're like, excuse me, and you knock on the stall, the wall, and you're like, ah, there's no toilet paper. Can you help me out? Sure. And all of a sudden they. They produce a sock underneath. They're like, I don't have any either, but here's my other sock. <laughs> oh. oh, great. I guess I'm going to wipe like a fucking animal. Have you ever used a sock? <laughs> or they're like, here's a pile of leaves that for some reason was just in my purse, but here's like a bunch of leaves. I haven't used a sock. But I've used some horrible shit. Like, Where? I've used a rock before. A rock? What? Yeah. Where? Camping? Out in the desert. Yeah. I I was rock climbing with some people and we had to hike way out to these rocks where we were climbing and uh <laughs> we're out we'd been out there for like an hour and it just hit me. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. My car is like two miles away. There's toilet paper in my car, but I'm not gonna make it. So I just hiked out to like where no one could see me. Just took, like, it was so bad, like, I had to go so bad that I was like, I was like, I'll figure out what I'm gonna do about wiping afterward. I don't even care. And it was like, either rocks or cactus. (laughs) 
or like my own shirt. <laughs> right, right, right. So was the rock like thin where you were you doing a scraping technique? Oh, no, it was just a fucking a chunk of a out. rock <laughs> that was also like quartz or like sandstone. So it was like flaky, too. It was, just, <laughs> it was a horrible oh ordeal. Oh, my God. <sighs> Yeah, I used to I used to get colonics. Should we stop? I mean, no, I mean, I don't I don't care. Um, colonics? Yeah, I used to get colonics when I first moved out here. <laughs> I used to really be into them and Do you feel like they helped? I think that I think they helped for sure. Um I feel like it, how could they have not with to get yeah. so much out. But um but no, I loved them and I would I was always pitching them to my friends like you gotta go like the eyes your the white in your eyes are whiter and really have more energy and yeah and um so I I convinced um my old roommate to go and drove with her we both had him done at the same time <laughs> and I was like all bouncy after mine like checking in like knocking on the door like hey checking in and and the lady's like no 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 not no no like it was don't I talk was like, to oh, shit. don't talk to anyone yeah and then she came out like. Tail between legs, like just looking like, like completely she had, humbled and like she'd been <laughs> violated. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, and she's like, it didn't go good. She's not charging me. Like we should go. And I'm like, Oh my God. She had nothing come because they fill you completely with water yeah. and then it's supposed to be reversed and then it all comes out, but nothing would come out. So she was just like, not even the water. water. Nothing was, well, that's, it's coming out, but she was still very bloated. I, I don't know how it happened, but we're driving home and she's really upset. And, and the lady was telling her like, we definitely, something happened, like something will happen. And then we're driving home and she it was like, get, I, I pull over, pull over. I was like, oh shit. So she ran in the middle of the median in the street and took a huge shit, like bawling her eyes out. <laughs> She was crying and doing it, and I was like just looking in the rearview mirror, like, oh my god, like I feel so. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh, but I felt so That's bad the for best. her. Yeah, she moved out shortly thereafter. I couldn't tell if it was related, but. Ah, oh, fuck! I, <laughs> I, I had my appendix out, you know, when I was 18, and they only actually only took my appendix out because they couldn't figure out what else was wrong with me. So they're like, what? It's probably his appendix. Oh Let's God. take it out <laughs> and see if that helps, which it did. It ended up. It did. Oh, my okay. appendix probably I was going to burst, know. but, um, cause I was having all these abdominal pains on my right side and like just sharp, like a knife. And, uh, but it would only last for like a split second. And I dealt with that for like two years and I didn't tell anybody. I was, I just mm. get this really bad pain for like a split second and then I'd be fine. So I didn't tell anybody. And then. One day I, I used to do construction and I was, uh, working on this construction crew and we were roofing a church, like an A-frame church, really steep roof. And it was like 30, 40 feet high in the summer. It was really hot out and I was up on the roof and my boss was like, I got to go get some more nails or whatever. And so left and I was the only person there and I was up on this huge, like roof. <laughs> And I got that pain in my side and it didn't go away. It was just like, felt like someone just stuck a knife in your stomach and then left it there. And I was just on the roof and I didn't know how to get down. And I was just like sweating, just buckets, like, and like just nauseous. And I was like, I think I'm fucking dying. And I managed to fucking work my way off the roof and down the ladder. And, um, you know, 
met my mom or dad at the hospital. I don't remember which. And like, they checked me into the hospital and they started doing all these fucking oh, tests God. where they like, wait, how long ago was this? I was 18. 18. Okay. And they go, uh, they did x-rays or like everything seems normal. They did ultrasounds and they're like, well, let's, we need a stool sample. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> And especially at 18, you're so embarrassed and you don't want to, you're just like, ugh. So I was like, uh, alright. You were able to do it? Like, on no. So that was the thing. I go to the bathroom. I'd already gone that day and I go into the bathroom and I'm just, oh yeah, they go, well, you, here, you can go in the bathroom and, or we can just do an enema. And I was 18. I'm like, I'm not doing an enema. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go to the bathroom and finally I come out and they're like, We'll just do an enema. It's it's no big deal. I'm like, all right. I'm sitting there, and like half an hour later, this nurse comes in who's looked like she was 18 years old. Hot. Totally hot. Looked really fucking upbeat and was like, hey, going to give you your enema. (sighs) By the way, if I was a nurse and I had to do that, I'd walk in the room going, hey, (laughs) I guess I got to do this to you. I'm so sorry. She was like, let's do this enema. <laughs> she had like the longest tube I've ever seen. You had to get on all fours, right? No, I had laid on, I laid on my side. Okay. And, uh, she has this long tube. Weird. A doctor had me, be, I had to do it on once. He had me get on all fours. That's weird. That's no, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> I think that's normal too. Okay. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> and it was in a van. No, uh, <laughs> She has this long tube, and I like thought it had to be like, you know, saline or like something sterile. Like, and she just puts the tube in my butt. I'm so embarrassed. And then stretches the tube across the room and goes into the bathroom and just hooks it up to the fucking sink. Really? Yep. She's like, oh yeah, it's just a tap water enema. And I was like, <laughs> she turns on the water, and I can hear it. I hear the water go on. It has to travel such a distance that it's only, it's a few seconds before. Before right. I feel oh, the ballooning the feeling in my butt. And then, uh, and then I'm like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you feel like you have to go right Oh, away. immediately. But you did. And I did. And oh, I, okay. and they got some and then they're like, oh, everything seems normal. We don't know what it is. And so then they did a barium enema, which was a what? A barium enema. It's this like chemical that they shoot up into your fucking butt. This is all same visit or? No, no, this okay. was later. And then they use an ultrasound to track it through your intestines. Like they shoot it all the way up to your stomach practically. Jeez. And the doctor's like, everything looks normal. Did you get normal. to see what it looked like? You got to yeah. see the. Yeah, I'm laying on my side looking at the fucking camera and, and so finally they're just like, we're just going to take your appendix out, dude. And they took oh. it out <laughs> and it worked. Wow. <laughs> This has been Ass Talk with Angela and Steve. I know. I feel bad, but it's just it's so natural. It's been almost half an hour of us talking about shit. I mean, you know, I think it's okay. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's okay. No, it's good. It's normal. It's so normal. It's healthy. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be... It shouldn't be so private. I wish you only had to poop once a month. That'd be great. And you'd go to like a doctor to do it. I, cl- I carry little wipes with me. Uh, I need to be very clean. I at live all in times. a really old building and we 
keep getting emails from my landlord going, you can't use flushable wipes because our pipes and plumbing is so old. Uh. They keep, the plumbing keeps getting stopped up and he's like, somebody's using wipes again. <laughs> it's like twice a year. Who's using fucking wipes? You know, you're not supposed to. It's like, uh, not me, man. I would love to. I want a fucking, uh, I want a, uh, a bidet. Oh, I know. Have you I, used I one? just recently used one for the first time. I went to the Madonna Inn and they have them there. They do? Well, at least the room, at least the Mary room. For a wedding? No, I was there, um, Vacation. I went on Valentine's Day for, you know, a little, a little love shack. Moment. What room did you stay in? The Mary room, M-E-R-R-Y. It had kind of like gold, gold sparkle walls and rose colored carpet and it was great. It was, it was really great. I love great. that place. Man, you've been. Oh yeah. What yeah. room did you stay in? I've stayed in the cave room where it looks oh, like rocks, <laughs> which is oh, really which cool. Oh, which is your toilet paper. Really cool. Um, <laughs> I feel like some of the rooms there, they're just like, they gave up and they're like, and we have a bunch of shit. Let's just throw There's it in this room. There's one room called What's Left or something. And it like looks, it's the worst one. Yeah. For those listening who don't know about this, uh, in oh, yeah. San Luis Obispo, California, there's a hotel and it's kind of like a, a boutique hotel where it's like every room is themed. Mm-hmm. But it's all original. Yeah. I mean, it's all like nothing's... one room, like there's a couple rooms that are like, the walls, the floor, the ceiling are all rock, all stone. You look like you're in a cave. The the shower is a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Really cool. But then there'll be rooms where it's like every fucking color in the rainbow is in that room. Like, I don't know how you'd be able to sleep. It's like, <laughs> se- but 70s colors, like, I mean, go online and look at, go to the Madonna you can see every room. and you can see all the rooms and you'll have your mind blown. There's one room that's like uh, the all wallpapers are all horses and every, there's like horse, you know, shoot. wagon wheels. And, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I feel like you kind of can't go wrong. I mean, that place rules. It's cool. There, you, I mean, other than the, that room I just mentioned, I have a friend, he's a music video director and he's shot a lot of music. Yeah. A lot like, of. Without telling, like he'll rent rooms yeah. and they'll go with There's like a There's a lot camera. of secret things that go on in there for sure. Oh, I'm sure porn's been shot in there yeah. without them knowing. I've seen some really, I, I searched their hashtags before going and I saw some scanned, a lot of like lingerie and like sexy topless photos taken there. Some of them were probably my friends. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Yeah, I went there for Joe Latruglio's wedding. Oh, they got married Him there. That's nice. Him and Beth nice. got married there, and uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to go, so I waited till the very last minute. I was like, hey, I can go. <laughs> and I get up there. There's not one room available, and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's not a lot of other hotels. There weren't a lot of other options. So I fucking slept in my car, and oh, it was the worst. Oh, my God. You could have slept on the tennis court, I bet. <laughs> It was kind of cold. I think it was still a little wintry, oh. but, uh, there was another friend of mine. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, dude, just fucking stay in my room. He's like, yeah. you can sleep on the floor. We got, there's a couch there too. You can just take the cushions off and sleep on the floor. And he was in sharing the room with another person. I was yeah. like, all right, cool. That's good to know. And so then we go to the, uh, I almost said after party, the reception, <laughs> <laughs> the after wedding and they proceeded to get so incredibly drunk. Was it a couple, like a guy and a girl? No, just friends. Oh, okay. That I was like, I, 
these are two people I can't stay in a room with because they're just like, ah, fuck it, yeah, fuck yeah. And I was like, I'm not going into a room with these people. I'm sleeping in my fucking car. They were that drunk, like obnoxious drunk. Did you reject? Did you say it now, dude? I'm just gonna be in my car. Or they got so drunk. They got so drunk. They yeah. fucking totally forgot they had said anything. Right, right, to right. Me. And they just <laughs> oh, no. eventually disappeared. And I was like, I'm not gonna follow them because. Is it that car that you, the car that you have now? Oh, that was the other thing. That car that, that car I is tiny. That car I have now wasn't running. It was in the shop, so I borrowed a friend's car and drove up there. <laughs> like a, it was like a VW Golf or something. It was small. I so slept small, sitting yeah. up. You did. And it wasn't Driver's even. Seat? Yeah, and it wasn't even the whole night. It was I'm like. Surprised you didn't go passenger, like where there's no wheel. I left the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a pro. <laughs> pro tips from Angelo on sleeping in your car. I uh, I left the party. What do I keep calling our party? The reception at like one in the morning and I was like sleeping in the parking lot to like four maybe. Just off and on sleep too. Like it would get really cold so I'd have to turn on the car and like blast the heat till it was too much. Then turn it off and sleep for a few minutes. And it was like that till four. And then finally at four I'm like, I'm gonna just go. And then I started driving and it was like that. Where you're trying not to nod off. You're like, I think I got enough sleep. (laughs) I got to pull over to a gas station and slap my face a bunch of times. They have these. uh, I was thinking of buying one. I saw something online. It's a blow up thing that can't, it, I don't know how to describe it. It, It's a, it's a blow up bed. Yeah. Blow up air mattress for the back seat. So it it has like a big divot that fills the floor space in the, Back seat, so it just makes it all really. Bed. I don't know how to describe it. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, but um, yeah, I feel like it should you should always have that in your car, just ready to go. I mean, I miss. I used to have. I've tr- had to sleep in my car before. I think everybody has. I used to have a truck, like a Ford F-150, a big truck, and back when I was rock climbing a lot, and I put a camper shell on the back of it, and then I put a carpet kit in the back, like. And I would just camp in my truck all I would sleep in my truck all the time. It was and super just comfortable. Up. Yeah. It was yeah. super comfortable. You go to Joshua Tree a lot, huh? Yeah. When yeah. I was in college I would take I would take semesters off and just go camp in Joshua Tree the whole time. By yourself? Uh huh. Hmm. And what do you do? Rock climbing. Well, I've never I, done anything like Back then I was by rock myself. Rock climbing. You haven't? No. I, I think it's I mean, probably a little right. more risky for a girl. Right, right, right. But I would yes. just Got the good old days. I would just go camp in my truck in Joshua Tree. I feel like you recently went. I go to Joshua Tree all the time, but not yeah. for like not b- four weeks. Oh, oh, you went for like four weeks? Oh, yeah. I would go for like a month. In your truck, uh-huh. mainly. Whoa. Yeah. And I'd just meet people out there and climb with them and uh, do drugs. Yeah. Joshua Tree. Have you been to, you've been to Joshua Tree, right? Have I? I don't know. Holy shit. Wait, I went with um Ellen once. Is that place in Joshua Tree? Hicksville. The place with Hicksville, yeah. yeah. Is that Joshua Tree? Then uh-huh. I did go. I went there and Applebee's and Walmart there. <laughs> That's technically not jo- I mean, but you haven't been into the monument with the, all the rocks and everything. No, we did do that. We did that the next day. We we went hiking there and there's like that art just, you know, like a oh yeah. Be- run down old artist. Noah's art. Is that what it's called? Noah yeah. Purefoy. Yeah. 
That's not in Joshua Tree either. What? I mean, that's right outside of it. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I've never been. <sighs> but I'm sure it's all kind of the same thing, huh? You would know if you've been into the park where the giant rocks are. Yeah. No, I was there. Okay, you've been to Joshua Tree then. But that art thing is right next to it. Did you see? Did you see my friend Dave when you were out there? Yeah. No, I don't. The guy know. With the, from Eagles of Death Metal with the no. long beard. There was nobody there. I think it was on Thanksgiving. So it was. There's nobody really there. I, I've been there on Thanksgiving with Ellen. You have? Uh huh. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. There was a lot. Of, there was like a little family sitting, eating together. I don't yeah. know. That's just a memory I have for some reason. Just like two little Asian guys sitting on their car, like eating tur- turkey and mashed potatoes. And it was like their Thanksgiving was to drive there and eat. Like, I don't know. It was really cute. I love, there's nothing I love more than spending holidays like in weird places. Yeah. Like with friends going to a cabin or something as opposed to. Do you like Thanksgiving? <sighs> I don't like holidays. You don't? No. You don't have one favorite one. Maybe Thanksgiving, just because of all the food. Mm-hmm. But holidays seem really... I get depressed on holidays. Yeah, Beca- just because... Because they seem to... There's a lot of uh guilt that goes with them. Like, if you can't spend it with your family, then you feel True. shitty. Um, when you should see your family, you know, whenever. It shouldn't right. take a holiday to... See. But I guess with people... Like you who are from out of town. It's kind of like the best time to go. It's the best time, but it's also the worst time because you have to fly. Yeah. I'm, I don't know why I like I like flying around Christmas. I know. It's so weird, but there's just something where I'm like, we're all in this together. We're all going to go see our families together. We're all on a mission. Merry Christmas. You know, I don't know. There's yeah. just something that seems kind of fun. <laughs> I'm so glad I live an hour away from my family where it's like, yeah, you're lucky. I don't you know. have to buy plane tickets. I don't have to worry about, I, I can, f- I go out for the day and I come right back. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know when it became a, a an issue for me, but yeah, because you know, you've never love, had to fly. Really. I used to love holiday. Well, I, I liked it when I was a kid, and you get presents and shit. Right? Yeah, I don't really get presents anymore. The best was like a few years ago. My mom was just like, "Let's all just not buy gifts." Yeah, we've been saying that for. Oh years my now. god, it was the best. Yeah. I didn't have to spend my fucking time shopping. It. Ugh. I know. I, I like. Look, I love giving gifts to people. I, I hate like giving gifts when I stumble upon a gift that yeah. I know would be grand and then I can't wait to give it. But the grand. pressure, <laughs> a gift that would be grand. Well, oh, hello, you know. Frazier. <laughs> well, you know, just something where I'm like, oh, this, this person would really love this. Yeah, and then I just scoop awesome. it up. And, but when there's the pressure, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to get. <laughs> the worst, a few years ago, I, I wait and I, I'm infamous for waiting to last minute to do my Christmas shopping. I don't know why I do that. I should just buy shit online. But, uh. You go out? Oh, go yeah. Places? Where do you go? <laughs> like Best Buy or like, oh, it's just yeah. malls or whatever. And <laughs> I waited till like, it was Christmas Eve and I was like, fuck, I gotta go buy gifts for like my brother and my sister Is and my Eve? parents. And, and, and I was like, fuck. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Best Buy. I will find something for everybody there. And so I go. And it was so fucking packed. The parking lot, I had to park so far away. Mm. I walk over, I finally fucking walk, I walk over to Best Buy. I'm in there for like an hour and a half. I find 
perfect shit for everybody. Like DV, like this movie they would love. Yeah, oh, yeah, or just weird, you know, weird shit. And what uh, though? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. I feel like you could just get like phone chargers and. No, but you can get like headphones and like True. all those weird like okay. you know Fitbits oh, so and all that it. stuff. Okay. Yeah, and um, I buy all this shit. I get all this shit, and then I stand in the, the line was insanely long, like mm-hmm. another forty five minutes of waiting in a line. And I get up to the register. The girl scans all my shit. I give her my credit card. Swipes it. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's not working. Your card's not working. And I go, I just used it at Starbucks like f- an hour ago. And she's like, yeah, it's not, it's not saying insufficient funds, but it's just not recognizing your card or it's not accepting it. And so I'm like, fuck me. And so I like leave my stuff there and I, I stand over to the side and I'm on the phone with, with the bank for forever. Finally, I get a person on the line and I'm like, yeah, I'm at Best Buy and they're trying to run my card. I was like, did you guys put a hold on my card? She's like, oh, let me click, 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 click. I hear mm-hmm. clicking on the computer. <laughs> She's like, no, everything seems to be fine. And I go, so there's no reason why my card should not be working. They're like, nope. I have plenty of money, right? Yep. <laughs> and then by that time, like the line was moving again. I was like, I'm not going to stand in line and do this shit all over again. So I just fucking left. And I go, I go they home. Would, they would, they would have made you wait in line again. Yeah, and I go home and because uh, by the time I'd done all this shit on the phone, it'd been forever. Like it it might have been a different checkout yeah. person. So I go home the next day and I'm, I feel so shitty. I'm like, look, I explain to them. I'm like, I don't know what happened. They, <laughs> Best Buy wouldn't take my fucking credit card. I'll give you all your presents, you know, and I, I gave everybody presents like weeks later, but it was like, it face to face, like you went back. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Fuck. Did Christmas. you just get the same thing again or no, I, more think time I, you had I put else. a little more time into it, which see, worked out. Good. It all worked out. <sighs> I fucking hate holidays. <laughs> I really like them, man. I think it's cause I have nephews, so yeah. I get to every year see them, you know, yeah. Grow up. Except the part where they they really don't know that you exist once they get their gifts. So I feel like I should just leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See you later. So thanks for the fucking race car track. See you later. Thanks for the remote. Oh, God. Christmas was the best as a kid. I know. Getting a bike or something and just yeah. fucking and then spending the whole day out in the yard playing on it. Yeah. I remember my one time uh one Christmas, my mom used a kerosene burner box, but put in inside of it was a gift. But I kept, I would see it like she didn't wrap it or anything. It was just kerosene burner, and I, it's, I just was like, I couldn't believe that that was a gift, and I didn't want to open it, and I was being such a brat about it. I'm like, I don't want that kerosene burner. Like I was just kerosene <laughs> burner. And then finally we opened it, and I. I don't know why I always remember that. It was like a princess castle. Ah, uh, you <laughs> asshole. I know. I was such a rat about it, too. Do you remember when it stopped being awesome gifts and then it's just like, Club. oh, a sweater? Yep. <laughs> that is yeah. a, like right after college and you're just like, huh. I know. But a also, gift what certificate would you want? to Macy's. Right. But what would you? I also think it's like, I don't even know what I would want. I don't either. I never got asked. No, never. Yeah. 
Do you have any gifts right now you're sitting on to give someone? Like, are you like squatty potty? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I got a squatty potty at a white elephant party. You know what those are? Yeah. And uh, I was so excited because everyone was like, oh, they're the best. That's the one. White elephant's the one you could give. Like someone else could be like, I want that. Yeah, they they can steal your presents from you. And so I got one. And for those who don't know, it's, I mean, look it up on Google. It's like a, a step. It's like a, just a little footstep that, that makes goes your around your toilet. So when you when you sit on the toilet, you put your feet up on it. It it puts your body in the position perfect of like position. squatting. The perfect poop position, which is apparently good. I don't know. So I got it. For and I release. was I was really. <laughs> God damn it! I was so stoked to get it, and then I go home, and didn't realize my bathroom is so small that I can't use it. Like it fits around the toilet, but my sink in my bathroom is right in front of the toilet. Like no joke. I can sit on the toilet and rest my arms on the sink. Like a lot of times in the morning when I'm going to the bathroom, I'm sitting like this with my elbow on the sink and my hand on my face half asleep. It's so perfect. is it there? Is it in there? You're... No, it doesn't work because so I can't, can't put, even have it. In I there. can't put my feet up on it because my feet hit the sink. My knees hit the sink. <laughs> That's how small my bathroom so is. So where where is it? Did you get? I it to gave it away. Else? That's nice. But um, yeah, my bathroom is. It's actually perfect for like if you have the flu or food poisoning and have to diarrhea and vomit at the same time. You could totally do vomit it on, in the sink. You could sit on my toilet. And diarrhea and vomit at the same time into the sink and be fine. I haven't had to. You've done that. No, I haven't had to because I don't throw up. I feel up. like that would be awkward to like turn your head to have to vomit. You don't have to turn your head. Oh, the sink is right My in front of you? My sink is literally in oh. front of you when you sit on the toilet. <laughs> oh, I see it now. Like you may have to just turn your head a little bit. <laughs> but it's like, like I really rest my arms on the sink when I'm taking a poop. <laughs> It's so shitty. <laughs> I'm an adult and I'm fucking so bummed when I have to use my own bath. My I bathroom. think you should move. I think I should too. Yeah. Just a, I mean, the toilet is, the, I mean, the bathroom's a second home, you know. I mean, you want to be the relaxed and comfortable. And I'm sure I got black mold in my bathroom too. Oh, God. You There's like go. places where the caulking has come off. So I'm sure the water's just going in behind the the bathtub. Yeah, and I kind of have a slumlord too. I think, I think you should get little notifications like on Zillow or something, and then they'll just pop up and come to you. Huh. And then when you find the right one, you'll act on it. I found this current place because I was I was living in Ken Marino's guest house mm-hmm. up in Beechwood Canyon, mm. and then uh, they sold their house and they were moving, and so I had to find a new place and. Uh, I walked out to my car. I walked out of my car, walked out to my car one morning and a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in years was walking her dog down my street. And I go, Oh shit, do you live in this neighborhood? She's like, yeah, I live like two blocks down the street. And she, I was like, Oh fuck, I'm looking for a new place. She goes, there's a place in my building that opened up. Does she still live there? Uh huh. Oh. Um, so your place is cool. It's it's, just, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. I get it. It's a young person's apartment. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's so loud. Would you want to live in my in this apartment if I moved out? This place is cool. Are you thinking of moving? 
Yeah, because I want to get a dog and I can't have one. And it a means what? a lot to me. A dog? A dog. A dog. A dog. Yeah, I really want one. I feel like I have a lot of love to give. I feel like it needs to be <laughs> not a human. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, I like, I feel like I am a little dog, you know? Yeah. I feel like I, I, I don't know. There's just something about the, having this, the, the eyes of a dog to look at at the end of your day that just seems calming. I love dogs. Yeah. I, I, I want a place with a yard for a dog. I hate the idea of me going to work or something and then a dog Leaving just in dog. my little ass apartment. Yeah, some people bring their dogs with them. They just sit, stay in the trailer or something. But I'm, if you I'm walk down the yet. street, <laughs> if you walk level. down the street and somebody has a dog, every, anyone that looks down, even like the grumpiest of a human, you'll see a little smile. They're just they're just little joy spreaders. <laughs> <laughs> you guys having more say, nice dog. <laughs> and he starts crying again as you walk away. <laughs> No, my neighborhood is just yeah, so many so people many. walking dogs. Yeah. Do you hear dogs barking a lot? All the time. Yeah. That doesn't is it annoying? Me. No. No. I don't I, think I, it's I sad. It doesn't bother just, me. They're just singing. <laughs> <laughs> they're not birds. <laughs> my guest is Angela Trimber. Um, we'll get into this now that it's been 50 minutes of poo and... Hey, dude, I know. Um, for people listening, you may, I, I, I did, I was thinking about this on the drive over here. Hmm. I was like, I bet more people know you from that dance video that you did. Yeah. One of those dance videos I did at the airport during Christmas because I was sad that I didn't go home for Christmas. So you went to an airport and danced? So I went to, yeah, there's always a, there's always a, a reason behind those videos of why I was sad and needed to. If someone this. wanted to find one of these, what would you dance you, like nobody's watching airport or dance like nobody's watching Angela laundry, laundry mat, was, which was the first one you did laundry mat. And that was because, um, I just went through a really bad breakup and I, uh, found peace at laundry mats just cause it was like a quiet place you weren't even doing laundry you would just go i just went and set Holy it up and i love laundromats i know i don't even do laundry in my apartment i will you wait it? until i have a ton and then go to a laundromat they're just so soothing do it in bulk and just sit there with headphones on yeah. and just i kind of like the smell of like yeah. the fabric softener it's warm. and yeah little i like white noise i need to sleep with white noise so the yeah, sound is very soothing yeah, so I went to a, a laundry mat and did that, and um, and did it just because I thought that you know I was I was just legit so so sad. It was one of those breakups that just yeah. take you you know I was just constantly staring at a blinking cursor on my laptop like I couldn't do anything. Yeah, and um, I. I started like, you know, you dance in your bedroom, you do something to cheer yourself up at home. I'm like, this doesn't feel, this doesn't work. Like what would be really scary? And that outside I, your comfort zone. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe doing what, what I know is a fixer in my apartment, but where there's other people around and then just not care. And then I, so I did it and felt so good. I mean, I was, I still like before, cause I made a couple since then. I shake so badly before I do it. And then I was going to say a different shake when I leave. When I saw that first one, so many things go through my mind watching it. <laughs> one being 
Because you sit, you sync the m- music up afterwards because you're listening right. in headphones. Nobody, yeah, if you listen so to it, with nobody nothing. in that laundromat hears hear any music. <laughs> yeah, they just see you spazzing out, <laughs> like you're on crack or something. Yeah, and I'm like going, fuck, I don't know how I would feel if I was in a laundromat and someone started doing that. <laughs> I would be really like. Oh, she's on drugs. She's on drugs. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people did think that because they they truly would not want to look. You know, they nobody really. Looked. It's really weird the threshold of what people will put up with in public. Like, right. And the perfect example of that is like in New York on a subway. Someone always gets on. They're like, "Attention, everybody! <laughs> I am down on my luck." I found out I have AIDS and you're just, and everyone's just like looking at their phone, right. not looking up and you're like, this motherfucker's good. That's it. That's different because this, those, that's like an in your face thing. Like help me, like look at me, you know, and this and you is dancing just, is not look no, at me. It's, it's not, it's not cause I'm not going, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is in a way, but it really is more for me and, and my personal need to do it versus like gonna go you know (laughs) what was that song again (laughs) (laughs) but there i don't know i so when i put one up online it spread a lot of joy and it It blew up yeah and it It was was on ellen i know was it the laundromat one on ellen yeah the laundromat one did you go on her show no i was like i was waiting for the call that's weird that she didn't have you on her show. I know. Her, she she's all about. The but then dancing. they started doing that thing after that video where you dance uh, in public behind people and like try and scare them or get see if they'll notice. Get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone stopped you from doing it? Yeah, I did. I did a couple that I didn't get to post. One was in a library, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to do one at the at the DMV. Uh, that one I knew was going to get shut down. I'm like. You know, it, it, so that you just once that one to how me fast like the before scariest. they shut you down. I mean, I the, they started seeing as I was setting up the tripod, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking tripod. It's oh, there's low, your first. it's a low tripod. Like I did it under a chair like you wouldn't. But people can look because they're not. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, a the, tripod. <laughs> they're, oh, this can't be good. There's right. a girl setting up a tripod in the DMV. <laughs> But no, that one got shut down. And you feel like a jackass as they're telling you, like, ma'am, you're going to have to stop, you know, like. Because that's can't. when everyone starts looking. Right. And then you're the person that was trying to do something, you know, <laughs> trying to film something, you know. Uh, but um, I have. Yeah. And the library one, the lady shut it down because she's like there were kids in the background or something like that. And then I tried to do one at um a I tried to do one at a playground. That one I some lady was started flipping out saying you can't film children. So then I mm. went to a private school where I had permission to be there and the kids didn't know. But it just the more you work on setting it up, like the the ones that yeah. did well are just the ones spontaneous that just ones. yeah, like the, can't really That's why people are like you got to do more. I'm like I <laughs> That you know, you just can't like create magic. So you did the one in the laundromat, the one at the airport. Was there one in a grocery store? No, I um I thought of doing one in a grocery store, but there's a lot of people have done them since, and Uh, so the one was like a Target and a grocery food store, you know, which is fun. I I think people should all should try and do it, but I don't want to do something more at like just right over there at Hollywood Cemetery. 
Well, there's a funeral in the background. <laughs> I should. That's a good idea. That would be weird. That would be <sighs> Isn't good? that wrong to do? Is it wrong? I mean, it would be funny to do. It would be cool to do one in a fu- in a cemetery, regardless of what right. was going on. But if there was, but if you could see like a funeral procession in the background, (laughs) that would be amazing. That's a really good idea. It's hard to come up with the songs too, because it has to be a a song that you really care about or that you really (laughs) like or that gets you going. (laughs) So dance like nobody's watching. Angela Trimber, they should search. Yeah, yeah. How many how many views did did those get? Oh god, I think collectively there it's like I don't even know, like twelve million or something. Fuck. Yeah, it was a lot. But it's I think it's because like one was at the airport, you know, so that's like an international news story. Like everyone could be like local airport, you know, whatever. Local girl <laughs> shocks airport travelers. <laughs> Um, the airport one was scary too because that felt very like m- like security would shut it down at any second type of thing. And nobody said anything. No, security guard came and and as I was like leaving and I could tell he watched, but it was one of those like we made eye contact and it was him being like, "All right, off you go now." All right, you get know? this over with before <laughs> I lose my job. Um, yeah, those. But are now amazing. I have the dance squad thing, so now I don't feel. Wait, so are you are you outfit. not playing basketball anymore? You're just do, you're doing the dancing? No, I still play, but I kind of play where I'm on the bench and I kind of avoid eye contact with the coaches until cuz you, you know, don't want to go out. I don't want to go out and waste my energy. I won't be able to dance. I mean, I'm like really out of breath. It's like a minute and a half, but I just go for it so hard that I mean, whatever. It's I used to do tiring. that in the, when I was in high school, when I was in the military school, I played football. I would just not make eye contact with the coach because I did not want to go out and get hit. So I would just always stand as far away the opposite end of the you know uh-huh. the sideline from my coach, and then you'd hear AG, and you'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and mine wasn't. I wasn't saving my energy for dancing. I was just didn't want to get fucking <laughs> dropped. And were you good? I was okay. I didn't like football. I thought that you much. were good. I liked basketball better. Mm. I was good at basketball. Football just scared me. Yeah, well, it's a lot of smashing. A lot of hitting. Yeah. Um, but wait, so it's, wh- what's the basketball league called? So the basketball league is just, I think, I don't even know. I think it's just municipal Los Angeles basketball or something. LA municipal. LA mu- women's basketball. Women's community basketball. Yeah. Um, how many teams are there now? Well, originally when we started, there were none and that's why, um, we had to rally other teams so that we could even play the league has didn't even exist and even to find who started this um maria blasucci do you know her she's um i i know i know who she is yeah she um she put a facebook message out like hey anyone want a ball and you know and a lot of people responded i don't know i wish i could i don't know how she said you don't have to know we're just we're all gonna learn from scratch like i just want to play team sport again and then um we all got together, came up with a name, practiced, got coaches, and then when we went to actually go hand in our little paperworks, um, the city was like, oh, no one's ever signed up for women's basketball, so we don't have a league. But if you come up with three other teams, you guys could play together. So we had to rally four, four teams total. Anyway, so now two years later, now there's 26 teams. What? Yeah. 
26 teams. <laughs> yeah, and about 14 on each team. So that's, I mean, where do, where do they all come from? Because I assume this all started like mostly like UCB girls. Yeah, it kind of started with like, UCB and IO girls and branched off into their friends who knew a lawyer, who knew a social worker, oh, okay. and who knew a, you know, they're, they're all from all different walks of life. Uh, they're not just all performers, but I would say mainly 70% of them are. And then there was a there was a list of girls that um want, uh, had interest in playing before that they were just on a random list. So. I think I love that Matt Gorley and Mark McConville oh do God. a pot. It's a podcast, right? Yeah, have you ever called Pistol Shrimps Radio? Oh God, they're the so best. So do they only cover the Pistol? They shrimps? only go to the Pistol Shrimps game, and I mean it's it's. It's the best part of it all. So one of, one of the teams is Pistol Shrimps. That's your team, right? Yes. And uh, it's you, Amanda Lund, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, Stephanie Allen. Yep. Uh, Molly Hockey. Um, Paisley Gray. A bunch of... Uh, there's yeah. a lot of uh, so really fun chicks. Matt Gorley, who does the Super Ego podcast, along with Mark McConville. And Matt's dating Amanda. Yeah. And so he would go to the games at first to support, and then they came up with this idea. And to, so they do like, like sports commentary. Like, yeah, play by play. Sure. Watching yeah. the game, and they do play by play. By the way, Matt and Mark don't know shit about. They don't know anything about basketball, so <laughs> no. it's just like uh, one girl. Gra- They're like, always uh, making up the names of the refs. It's it's really funny. You should check out Pistol Shrimps Radio. Yeah. Uh, and then they narrate the what's happening with the dance squad at yeah. halftime and doing the moves to that and they're 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 the best. They're the best part. For Do sure. a lot of people come out to the games? Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, sometimes we have maybe I would say 70 to 80 people coming in just and they don't even have bleachers. They can't even they're not equipped to have it be a performance-based sport, you know, it's just normally you go to the men's side and there's, you know, squeaks, <coughs> right. a couple squeaks. Um, and this uh, is at Pan Pacific Pan Park? Pan Pacific Park. And now they're, now it's branched out. There are all different gyms throughout Whoa. LA. Yeah. But it's kind of the most exciting. It's like a highlight of the week. And the dance squad, I mean, uh, it's like 35 hours a week kind of with, with rehearsals and choreographing no and then, then performing it all night Tuesday. It's a, it's a heavy handle. So Tuesday is game night. Yeah, Tuesday is game night. It's seasons now, um, until mid, mid, uh, June. Go to Pan Pacific Park Tuesday nights. Come. Check out the LA Municipal Women's Basketball League. It's kind of fun, and it's. I gotta check it out. It's like it's free. You know, you just go and you watch. It's like bring a date or something. I think it's like a hot date spot. I really do. Because you go, you get to watch these, you watch girls play, you hear the commentary, kind of, and then you watch the dance squad at halftime, and the energies, everyone's cheering, and you're like, what is this? Like, this is pickup ball? Like, this is nothing. And you guys made a documentary about it. Yeah, the um, Brent Hodges uh, works for Morgan Spurlock, who approached us and asked if we'd be interested. And at first we were like, I don't know, what is this? And then, and then we finally agreed and we're like, yeah, you can start filming the games. And then he's like, well, we've been filming. We already have that. We just need interview. We didn't even know. And it was about the whole league too, right? Not just. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were more focused on the pistol shrimps, but, um, 
but the league is so interesting. So we're like interviewed lots of girls, like not just us, interview girls from all the different teams. Yeah. I mean, we're all in this, like this is all, this is a world, you yeah. know. So that there's um some girls from the Badunka Dunks and the Lucille Ballers and the Lucille Lucille <laughs> Ballers. Those are great names. That's like verging on uh roller derby names. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely that vibe. I I gotta go check it out. Yeah. Come on, mate. There's her. no guys league. Well, I, I mean, there is guys leagues, but league, it's but nobody cares. But it's not comedian. Well. It's something about watching girls trying to play, you know? Trying. Because <laughs> that's the thing. We're not good. I mean, some were getting better, but... You get scared. I, I have zero fear out there until I, the ball is in my hand. Who's the best one on your team, do you think? Uh, Jessie Thomas. She's, uh, she's new. Um... She's like, she's a little shrimp and she's, she balls. Her and Stephanie Allen, I think, are the big MVPs. By the way, what, what is a pistol shrimp? A pistol shrimp is actually a real sea creature. Um, it can, um, <laughs> it's very tiny and its claw sh- shoots like a pistol, a bubble that is faster than a speeding bullet. And it could shatter a glass aquarium if it was inside of one. Just this bubble, this powerful no. bubble. Yeah. So that's why they're For called real? pistol shrimps. Yeah. It like actually makes a cocking sound, like a cock, like a pistol. And then you see the bubble and then they release the bubble and it's. What the fuck? I, I didn't know. know that. But we wanted to have a really cool, badass animal name that wasn't, you know, tiger or. Yeah. Or whatever. Or an American Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Um, all right, I'll check that out. And also, people should check out. Cause we're we're in an hour now, but people should check out. Um, uh, Final Girls. Oh yeah, please. When yeah. did that? That was a year ago, right? That was so fun. Yeah, that was. The a movie year ago. is so good. Thanks. Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited to be a part of it. It's really um, it's the thing I'm like, please, no, you'll actually you should oh, see this. So good. Who directed that? That was Todd Strauss Dalson and uh. Eli Smolkin um, was the DP, and they kind of work together all the yeah. time. They're really good. Uh, it's so good. It's a uh, it's a movie about uh, these people that go into a horror movie. Yeah, modern day people fall into an '80s horror movie, that, like a classic one. Oh and my god, it's so good. The twist is the girl in the girl's mother. Yeah, the girls, the girl, the the modern day girls. She's watching a movie that her mother was in when she was a teenager. Right. And she gets transported into Who the movie. Who died and now has gets to interact with her mom again, but in this weird setting. Yeah. And I play. And they can't get out of it. They can't get out of the movie. Yeah. It's like a, a weird uh, Groundhog Day kind of like, like that first scene when they're like waiting on the side of the road in the cart. <laughs> you guys keep coming by in the car. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking genius. I was like, that's a good idea. I love horror comedy. Yeah. What else do you like? What other ones? Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen that? Uh-huh. Holy shit. That movie, I saw it and I was so mad that I wasn't part of it. What's that one? Uh, it's a horror comedy and it's got the girl, uh, and the, the old lady and it's scary and there's like a, a fly that comes out of her mouth and it, but it's really funny. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. A okay. Fly comes out of her mouth. Yeah. It's like, that's like the, not a highlight of the film. It just was a visual memory for me, but. Did you shoot at an actual summer camp? Yeah, we did. Oh, a, an actual so Girl Scouts jealous. camp. Yeah. And they, 
they were they were just on hiatus, so they came back a week after we shot. <laughs> hiatus. <laughs> or I don't know. Camp hiatus. Shut up! Shut up! Camp hiatus. <laughs> I know. I need a vacay. Uh, I love. Did you go to camp when you were younger? No. No. I wasn't allowed to hang out with. Oh, it's the best. It was the best. I wish. I went to the same summer camp from the time I was nine till I was fourteen, and then uh, I worked on a construction crew that just randomly happened to go up to that camp and build a lodge. So I spent another summer as an eighteen-year-old building a lodge at that same camp, and then. When I was 21, I was a rock climbing instructor at that same camp. Oh, you, that, you probably circle. loved that. That was the loved best it. job you've ever had. Huh? Loved it, yeah. Yeah. So you weren't ever a camp counselor, though? No, I I, I don't think I could have handled that. that. Yeah. Kids wet in the bunk and wet in the bed. And <laughs> right. I, I think it takes a certain type of person to do that. I think it sounds like fun. Maybe and, I'd like to do that. Maybe. And Meatballs used to be one of my favorite movies, Bill Murray, <laughs> summer camp movie. <laughs> and Matt Gorley and I used to be obsessed with that, and we'd watch it so much. And then one day Matt pointed out, as we're watching it, that Bill Murray is quite possibly the most – like if that was a real-life situation, nobody would want to be around Bill Murray because he was so annoying. <laughs> That's so true. Like one of those dudes that's always on and makes a joke out of everything. Yeah. To the point where we're watching it and I was like, I don't think I can watch this movie anymore because <laughs> now I'm just thinking about if I was really there, how fucking horrible he would be. <laughs> like, Did you guys finish watching it? Yeah. Oh, we used to watch it together all the oh, time. Okay, and then right. uh, it just lost once he pointed that out, I was right. like... Popped your bubble. Fuck, I... I'm not as into this movie anymore now that Bill Murray's the most fucking annoying. Because you know people like that in real life. We're just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. You say something and it's a one-liner and you're like, fucking just be real for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watch that movie now and think about that. Think about being there in real life and you'll just be like, oh, fuck <laughs> this guy. He comes on the radio every morning to make the announcement. Attention campers. Blah, 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 blah. And you, if you had to wake up to that every morning, you'd yeah. be like, fuck you. I want to sleep. <laughs> I have to watch that now. Oh, and he's just wearing dumb outfits, like thinking he's cool. <laughs> yeah. And you're, yeah, watch it now and you'll be, you'll be bummed out. <laughs> and I loved that movie. Yeah, that was, I think, I mean, I love Bill Murray, anything he does. Not anymore, sister. Okay. No, he, uh, it's good. Um, do you have anything you, you want to plug? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't ever really, yeah, I don't know. Um, doing some shows coming up. I got a show at, uh, Cine Family. What's super, the Cine Family super show? Super tight with, um, Reggie Watts and Lance Bangs and Kyle Mooney and the dance squad is, opening for it it's like their anniversary show it's um april 30th saturday oh shit coming up yeah nice got that show i'm doing a show where i read from my old diary um at ucb was that Lindsay show yeah are you gonna do it i don't have any diaries or journals you don't no really i totally would and i'm so glad i don't because i would be so embarrassed i'm cringing i know have you done it before i did it once before um but it rained, so nobody came to the show, really. It was a really sparse audience, so yeah. she's doing it again and bringing me back. 
So I'm going to read the same thing. So I kind of already felt like what it felt like to say, but God, uh, it's so scary. It's so embarrassing because mine are also from like 2003. They're not like that no, I know. far off. Yeah, you know, I have friends, you know, in the entertainment business, you, you have friends that are like a lot younger than you and a lot older than you because you're all in the same line of work. So you just do shows with people who are like... I know I have friends who are like in their early twenties and I'm yeah. in my forties, but I have friends who are in their sixties and, and it's mm-hmm. so funny listening to my friends who are in their twenties talk, talk about all the drama with my boyfriend's been away and, it, and you're just like, holy shit, man, <laughs> just wait until you're 40 or even in your thirties, you're going to be so embarrassed that this was bothering you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I didn't keep journals in my twenties even cause I, I'd be so, I'd cringe to read like the shit I would think about girls who broke my heart. Who, I know, but it's who now I'm like, sometimes. I can't believe I even went out yeah. with that person. It's helpful. I even, I just went back and looked through a recent one where I was just, I can't, I can't be in relationships. I don't trust, you know, like that kind of thing. And I, just even reading what it was about, like what I wasn't being trust, trusting yeah. about. I was like, that's insane. And that was like six, six months ago. So it's kind of like, kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> But it kind of helps you I to read it. I sent that tweet last week. <laughs> it helps you kind of like ground yourself and be like, oh, yeah, that was nothing. And it seems so heavy at the moment. Oh, yeah. My advice to anyone who's just like so distraught over a breakup who's in their 20s, I'm like, you realize you're going to experience this like more times. I know. Like, it's so hard to be lo- give loving advice other than just like, trust me, it's nothing. Yeah. Just w- when you look back on this when you're older, you're going to be like, I can't believe I was so fucking bummed out about that person. I know. There's not one. There's no. There's no one where I'm like, oh, I really fucked that up. No. Yeah. No, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that ended. Right. Exactly. I feel like I got out. <laughs> Fuck this beard. <laughs> I know. You've been plucking at it all. I have this beard hour. that's, oh, it's the When fucking. can you take it off? When are you back? You're shooting. Uh, okay. Okay. No, I've, I've announced that I have a beard for a movie. I just can't talk about it. But, uh, after May 16th, I'll be able okay, to shoot. Okay. I mean, uh, shave. Right. And you can bet money that as soon as they say that's a wrap on Steve, I'm sh- fucking shaving this thing Bring off. Bring it to set. Oh. It's, a little, it's really long. It's long. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's the worst. It's at a length now where I wake up in the night and sometimes part of it will be in my mouth and it's just. Ew. It's fucking horrible. Could you put it in a little ponytail? <laughs> oh no. You'd have to do three. Yeah, I could do that. Ugh. <laughs> That's fucking shitty. Three braids. Yeah, one on each side. <laughs> you should. I'm twirling my hair right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm your date. It kind of does whatever Let's you want. Let's go to Runyon Canyon. <laughs> I want to get sweat in my beard. Ugh. <laughs> That's another thing I find. Ew, if, if you I didn't eat even think like, of that. If you eat like foods that are like oily, like a quesadilla or something, you know, or of pizza. Course. Yeah. And oil will get in it's your beer hairs. And then like an hour or two later, you'll just be like sitting there reading or something. And all of a sudden you're like, what smells like rotten no, food? Ew. Oh, it's my fucking beard. <laughs> yeah. If I'm dating someone that grows a mustache or anything new, I'm just, all I think about are the, the things. Oh, they're the worst. I don't know why people would grow this. Right. 
Yeah. And there are people that do this as like, yeah, I'm going to grow a beard. Right. Why not? Right. Why not? (laughs) All right. And social. At least you know you can and that you could grow a nice full one and you're just like, you're a legit man and. That's going to be my new Twitter bio. Legit man. <laughs> oh my God. I like that. Legit man. Uh, and social media, uh, people can find you, um, you at Angela Trimber. Angela Trimber on Twitter and Instagram. And the dance squad is at LA City Municipal Dance Squad. And, um, yeah, I don't really snap. Oh yeah, you snap. But I'm I, on Snapchat too. You stopped. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm going through waves with it. I don't really. I feel like it's really just sucking my time. It makes it's making me way less present. Yeah. Because there's so much pressure. You gotta. You have. You can't just do really one thing. You gotta see the fucking story in your day. Oh yeah, you click on one person's name, and they're all of a sudden you just keep clicking. Right. I mean, they're really taking like you through their day. Fifty videos that you have to watch. And that's how you're. That's correct. That's what you're supposed to do. It's just. It's too much. Well, it's too much, and it's shitty. Yeah. And every one of my friends who does it should fucking <laughs> jump in a river <laughs> with rocks in their pockets. Sure, that'll be a filter. It's coming up. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our time, Angela. We did. We made it happen finally. Yay! I can pee now. You could have done it. I could have put push pause. I could have pushed pause. Oh my god! Well, thank you for doing this, Angela. <laughs> thank you so much. Squeeze. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.